kids to bed, dad's home. We are the DWO Podcast, representing the Dad World Order. I am the handsome head of household, Mr. Magnificent, Mike Martin. And with me, as always, the rest of this patriarch pack. He is the big, bad, bearded daddy. He is Big Rig, Eric Maffey. What's going on? And last but not least, he is the perpetual Meg Carter and the two-time, two-time, two-time world record holding. He is the wrestling t-shirt guy, Cephas. What up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Yeah, pretty hunky dory, man. Pretty hunky dory. Great last night. Great night last night. Yeah, great show last night, man. Um, well, as Mr. Magnificent said, we are the DWO Podcast. And today, as y'all can see, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, one of the main characters of a very recent documentary that just dropped on Netflix called Wrestlers. Uh, we grew up watching him. We love him. Mr. Al Snow, sir, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. Uh, if I were any better, I'd be jealous of myself. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, so, so we got to hit you with our, we have one question that we ask every guest, and we definitely got to make sure we got to get out of the way. Mike. Sure. So as dads, and you being a fellow dad, uh, we always like to know, uh, kind of gauge people, what do you keep your thermostat set to? Oh, uh, during the summer, you know, like 72, you know, Ooh. Warm 72, you know? 72 in the summer and 68 in the winter kind of guy. Oh yeah. 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 Nobody That's touches tough. it. Nobody's <laughs> allowed to touch the thermostat. <laughs> Darn skippy. That's and right. Everybody's got to turn off lights when they leave a room. So. Absolutely, absolutely. That's right. I put smart lights or smart switches everywhere in my house just so I could pick up my phone and go. I'm going to nope. need to put smart switches because my kids aren't that smart to shut them off. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we got So when we have someone on our show, we like to uh, we like to do a little research on them. So we like to hire hire private eyes, if you will, and we like to find out if. If the uh, the person we're interviewing is exactly who they say they are, and, you know, you, you're famous for, you know, having conversations with the head. So we've wondered if maybe you're actually, you know, privy to certain things in the head world. So we did a little research. And uh, first off, we found out that you're awful. You're awful astute. You're a very, you're very, yeah. you're, you're into head studies, brain studies. That's proof right there. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the head space. You know what I yes. mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also uh, we also found as well that mm -hmm. uh, you were a bit of a farmer, a harvester, if you will. Yeah, I love uh, yeah heads of lettuce. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and, <laughs> and also yeah. Uh, something that we found that was you know really uh, astounding, I think, was that you stood up for head rights, and I think that yeah. I think that that's really cool. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. I see yeah, that I mean, you. It, the extra mile and stand up for head rights and that's that's something I do. that we, we like yeah. yeah head identifies as a body part so right. you know we actually got a couple uh people saying hello uh our good friend pro wrestling podcast dave what's going on um the wife of mr magnificent mrs magnificent oh. this is magnificent hey yeah, right. <laughs> the better uh, half. Dan, how's it going? Heck um, yeah, everybody's in the comments today. Yeah, Brando. 
Al Snow. How hey. are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, James, what's going on? So, Marlon Brando, I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> He's his an old pal is, of ours, you know. His name <laughs> is Brandon, but we always call him Brando. Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. It would be cool if it was Marlon Brando. Well, yeah. Is he back from the dead? So I think he's I think he's assumed room temperature. So yeah, yeah. room temperature. (laughs) So you are a father of two, correct? Did we do our research? Uh, No, I have a six. Six? Yeah. Wow, correct. You were so close. Part of the (laughs) overpopulation problem by myself. So you know. He's a busy I guy. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't own a farm or anything. It's not like I need them as you know extra hands or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And Lord knows they wouldn't do anything anyhow. So <laughs> it, it turns out they know what causes that, Al. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's that dancing stuff. You know, that's why they've outlawed it in Footloose. <laughs> that's the exact sound I make too. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> So the success of this documentary has got to feel amazing, man. I got to say, I have so many uh-huh. people because I'm I'm the wrestling guy in my family, obviously, and uh-huh. uh, everyone has been hitting me up about how great this documentary is and how it makes them want to go see an OVW show. And man, you great. guys packed the house last week. That was an insane. Uh, we show. we have you know we've been on a steady course of that for about the last year and a half um, or so, where we've done solid business, nothing exceptional, but uh, I think with the advent of this uh, documentary, I think that's going to be more the case than the exception that we'll be packing the house pretty mm-hmm. much all the time. So, you know, which is awesome. I mean, it just, you know, and, it, and, it, and, and to that, I mean, the documentary couldn't have come out at a better time. You know, we were, you know, cut, you know roster wise and and uh presentation wise and we're more prepared now than we've ever been to to properly take advantage of uh of the opportunity that this documentary presents so awesome plus in our opinion you've got like the greatest world champion right now because our good buddy and former guest of the show uh mr jack vaughn is your guest right now he is the uh ovw heavyweight champion yes he is yes yeah yeah He's a great guy, man. He's a oh, he's a terrific guy. Yeah, exceedingly kind to us. We've been fans of his from from quite a long time. So uh, mm. we've uh, it's pretty cool to see him get a little bit of success underneath him. Yeah, and and you know I've I've been really proud of you know from where he when he came to OBW to where he is now and the development uh, and his growth have been been remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And, he's such a good character all in one because he's turned himself up and that's what, that's what it takes, man. And it's, it's really, it's really just him being exactly who he is just animated a bit more. And it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what works. You know, it, it can't, <coughs> can't be a character. It has to be an aspect of your personality that you, you turn up really loud and, and allow to really come out and, you know, you, you, you know, I tell them all, I tell the, the talent, uh, please, you know, turn it up, turn it up as far as you can. And I'll tell you when to dial it back. And, and all the years I've been doing it, I've never had to tell one talent to turn it back down. So <laughs> that's good. More, 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 always, always. I know for me, now, it was really cool to see that kind of, uh, 
you know, between you and the gorilla, you know, quote unquote, gorilla position with with the headset, and then hearing your communication with the comment commentary team, and kind of just seeing that and hearing that interaction for the first time, and seeing that kind of that kind of control. Uh, or what that position controls during the match because we've actually we've introduced or interviewed producers of matches and kind of hear what they do but to see it actually in action was was really cool for me yeah that you know that's the same role that vince plays um in wwe you know with the commentators you know he's feeding them what to say when to say it why to say it you know how to direct the story um, granted, he usually curses a lot more and screams <laughs> while he's doing it. You don't say. Poor, yeah, poor Michael Cole. Quite a, quite, a, quite, a, quite a bit, you know, um, uh, while he's doing it. But, uh, and that takes a little bit of getting used to. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, now, have obviously, uh, your promotion itself has, has seen some, you know, a lot more eyes on it since the documentary. Has your talent... Have any of them seen an influx and, you know, people wanting to maybe book them or anything since the, since the documentary came out? Oh, sure. And I, and I'm sure that will, will be the case going forward. You know, they're, they're probably going to, you know, uh, because of the great, the greater amount of exposure and, you know, being presented on the documentary in the manner that they are and the light they are. Yeah. They're, they're definitely going to get a lot more opportunities, you know, outside of OVW and I'm now going to have to compete, you know, uh, with those opportunities uh, right. for their availability. You I know, know that's, that's the downside, but it's also the upside because, you know, for the people that are, then aren't going to be able to be available on a consistent basis. It, it allows others that I may not have gotten to see, you know, to move up and then mm -hmm. it keeps things fresh, keeps things moving forward, you know, sure. keeps giving other people, you know, new opportunities and, uh, and you never know, you know, when you're going to, uh, you know, find that, you know, that person, uh, that's really going to unlock things, you know, a, a great case in point, uh, years ago when I was here with impact and I was doing a big, it was a very long storyline and I'd had this local, uh, attorney, that was here was a part of things. He was awesome TV, but the guy was a complete lunatic, you know, off screen. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, well, I can manage him. I can handle him. And, and, uh, and, uh, at the time, you know, they, we were developing the, um, the relationship with impact as a developmental, uh, territory for the, for impact wrestling. And, uh, I knew that we were going to have a huge influx of outside talent. And I was trying to come up with a way to justify that for the audience. And I, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll put this guy in a position as a heel and, you know, he'll be the guy that comes in and there'll be a struggle as far as, you know, who controls the company type of thing. Right. And, um, literally the very week that I was about to, you know, and this has been in the makings for about a year, year and a half, <clears throat> literally the day that I was the week that I was going to really break all this open and, and really started in that direction, this guy loses his mind, causes a bunch of drama, tries to get a, you know, uh, a wrestler fired from that was working in, in OVW and was also working at impact at the time and just mm. melted down. And I, I had to get, you know, I had to cut him loose. I had to get rid of him. And, uh, um, and there was a, a girl, a female wrestler here by the name of, um, 
Josie, and she was great, you know, but didn't really, you know, I'd never really seen much, didn't know what she could do. Um, and I, uh, one thing led to another and I needed to replace him as the centerpiece of this whole story. And I would like, Hey, Josie, you know, here's an opportunity, you know, and that girl went from just being in the background to being a star and could was you know, put a mic in her hand and she carried the ball. And it was, you know, it was the, what I, uh, started coining the term of the divine providence of accident. It just, you know, the minute that all, all your plans are laid out and you're really thinking you've, you know, you've got this. And then of course something, you know, blows up and then it, another person just steps right in and you just, it goes a complete different direction, even bigger and better than what you could have hoped. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I'm not real worried, you know, about, uh, now having to compete with, um, for, for the talent, you know, cause I know it's just going to give other people an opportunity to stand up and, and get in that spotlight. Sure. That's going to be super awesome anyways, just to see the influx of people wanting to come to OVW. For example, for us, we normally record on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And now that we know your guys' shows are normally on Thursdays, we're, mm -hmm. we're definitely going to try to pre-record a few episodes just so we can get ourselves there and, and just feel it in person, man. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I gotta be honest, I've not been to an OVW show in probably four or five years. So I, and, and it's, I live right by it. And honestly, as I'm watching the documentary, I'm kind of kicking myself. Like, why have I not been here? I, you know what I mean? Like I knew Jack was there. You know what I mean? I'm just like, why have I not, why was I not there for the filming of this? Like why, yeah. you know, like, but I tell you what, it's, it's definitely got me to the point to where I, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to get me a Thursday or so free so we can. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Check Please. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's really the one, the one uh, piece of the puzzle that we were missing was just awareness, you know, just mm -hmm. getting the word out was, was really it. It was, it was, it wasn't the talent, you know, for lack of talent, it wasn't for lack of creativity. It wasn't for lack of, you know, uh, atmosphere or, you know, or experience why, you know, and, and for an audience and experience that they wanted to get, it wasn't for any of that it, or a quality of shows um because i can quite frankly tell you because if, if it were believe me it, i am our own worst critic i my my whole job is to sit there and look for what we do wrong all the time my job is not to give out compliments my job is not to pat people on the back my job is, is not to you know blindly believe that we're perfect my job is to let that literally find everything that we do wrong and make it better find every problem and fix it, find, you know, and, and literally push everyone to be better than, than they are mm -hmm. um, and never be satisfied. So I can tell you that if, if I felt that it was not something that, you know, people have slept on and, and have missed, I'd, I'd say, yeah, you were probably right. You were better off not coming, but I wouldn't <laughs> lie. <laughs> I wouldn't, but you know, I think that that's always been our one hurdle that we've had to jump even in Louisville itself, we've, you know, the, the amount of awareness that we lack still to this day is insane. I mean, it, you know, and that's always been the case for OVW. When I first came down in the early 2000s and it was a developmental program for WWE, you know, um, you know, I'd be walking around town and people would come up, oh, is wrestling in town? I'd be like, yeah, every Wednesday night, you know, right over <laughs> yeah. here on Shepherdsville Road. Uh, 
you know, and, and like one time a, a guy who works at GE, which is literally on the same road, about a mile down on the left-hand side from where we're at. And the guy walked in the building day one day and he goes, oh, wow, I didn't know this was in here. And I go, yeah, it's been here for years. And he goes, well, I've been, for the last 15 years, I've been working at GE down the road. I didn't even know this was here. I go, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> and, you know, I'll go around town and, you know, people will be like, oh, man, OVW, you know, I'll be wearing an OVW shirt. Oh, you know, oh, that's still here. Yeah, I used to go there when I was a kid. And I'm like, yeah, we're still going, man. You can come back anytime. I, I dare yeah. you. I think a lot of people so, got confused when, like, you know, the WWE moved. I think so, yeah. When we, kind of when we lost that. So people yeah, assumed that the, it just went with it, I guess. I think I think they thought that it, you know, had closed up the doors or something. But, you know, we've been, you know, still plugging along. And um, but I think the documentary, the biggest thing the documentary is going to do for us is is, is create awareness and, and exposure and relevancy again. So. I know. Well, last Thursday when we had a little scheduling snafu, it caused us to watch your guys's event uh, live, and we definitely enjoyed it. We we're watching oh, it on oh, fight, yeah. so uh, we enjoyed that. We made the best of a best of a situation. So, but uh, yeah, no. yeah, and I apologize. I didn't even realize that it's okay. I scheduled that on a TV day, you know, and TV. Yeah. It's man, it's we, I mean, we had people messaging us like, you guys know, Al's that ovw right like you had like come out through the curtain he's like he's not gonna yeah. be on the show and we're like yeah, we, yeah my we daughter messaged me and she my daughter messaged me and she goes uh you know you were supposed to do that dead world order podcast i went oh shoot that's right I like, <laughs> shut up scheduled it for today uh, what was i thinking which, speaking, I was like, speaking of Brittany, she uh, is a very dear friend of ours we go to a lot of the revolver <laughs> shows up in dayton and she's just uh, been the absolute best to us it's, there, good, yeah. it's funny because we were a podcast for like six months and she was like why uh -huh. haven't you asked why haven't you asked my dad to be on the show <laughs> we were like who's your dad <laughs> like we, we we had no idea that's really? actually that's actually part of what we did with our private eye we actually sent out and you know tried to reach out and see if we mm -hmm. could find out how good of a dad you were and we actually found some evidence for that as well oh uh, i'm i'm did. terrible i'm terrible i mean i you know Pull that up, Greg. Well, I don't. I'm just just give it give it a listen. They say a daughter's first true love is her dad. Well, this mini me got to share her dad with the whole world and wrestling industry growing up. My name is Brittany. I'm Al Snow's daughter from the new Netflix series Wrestlers, featuring OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Of course, growing up in the wrestling industry was hard. I miss my dad constantly. But he instilled in me with my uniqueness, brains, and a strength. I can do anything I ever dreamed of, any passion I ever have. All I needed was the drive. He still instills that in his trainees to this day. That sometimes you just have to think outside the box and become what you were destined to be, which was greatness. Yeah, of course it had its ups and downs. But at the end of the day, he is my support system. He is there for me, just like his students. He cares. He has passion. He just wants everyone 
to succeed just like how he did. That you can conquer your dreams. That you don't have to be the norm. I was lucky to have someone so wonderful support me throughout my life. And I'm so happy for my extended wrestling family that I could never live without. Thank you for sharing my dad with me. And thank you for supporting my family and giving us everything we needed when I was growing up. Food on our table, a roof over our head. Wrestling gave us a life that we could ever have dreamed of. Thank you for continuing to support independent wrestling and going to independent shows. These people love you and need you. We love our fans. Thank you. <laughs> She's good. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, well, we're all Very also dads of daughters. So um, uh -huh. we, we kind of reached out to her and just, you know, asked her to send in a little video and she sent us that and i yeah, teared up yeah. the first time i watched it so yeah. <laughs> it's it's you uh, know i have two adult daughters myself and it's i told them i was uh, like man just to what it's you know when they get to that age you don't hear this kind of stuff from them so to hear it you know hear oh, an adult I know. kid I know. tell you what, how much they care and how, what you mean to them is is definitely touching so yeah it's awesome yeah yeah thank you that was that's probably the best thing i've got i've ever gotten in a long time that's oh. that's hey. amazing last time i seen you smile that big you had the idea of of uh beating your uh co-owner up <laughs> <laughs> that guy had received so much damn hate mail i'm texting these guys like episode three like matt jones is the biggest douche ever <laughs> <laughs> hey i will say though he 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 grew on me by the end i, yeah. I think I, I definitely got the respect i think it was an excellent arc for him if you will yeah. for the it's absolutely definitely worked yeah, out for it, it's like um, he's like a fungus yeah. you know he'll go on <laughs> right uh <laughs> we actually we got a lot of comments here i'm gonna pull up a couple of them uh netflix uh, finally got something good to watch with wrestlers absolutely <laughs> shout out Haley j man yeah she was featured quite a bit you uh I actually first saw her at uh, AEW's house show up in Troy. Uh, she uh -huh. wrestled up there. Uh, yeah, that was my shit. first exposure to her. Yeah, she wrestled yeah. Uh, uh, Ruby. Oh, yeah. Ruby okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Ruby's so um, great, man. Ruby Ruby has been great to my kids. I think, oh, yeah, we had another. Uh, I know you guys travel around a little bit during the summer. You ever thought about doing one in Cincinnati, or can you only do them in Kentucky? No, no, we can uh, in Cincinnati. We just, you know, haven't uh, branched out yet. I would like to. In fact, my goal uh, since I, you know, purchased OVW was to, uh, you know, develop a regional territory in about a two and a half hour area uh, outside of Louisville. So that would encompass uh, Dayton, Cincinnati, um, you know, Indianapolis, uh, Nashville, uh, and then, of course, you know, Lexington, uh, London, Kentucky is one of the areas we used to run years ago. Uh, probably I don't, over in uh, Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia. I don't That's know. That's a hell of a territory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how interested you'd be in uh, Newport, Kentucky, but uh, if you're familiar with the Thompson House, it's a venue 
that they turned the old Thompson Tommy gun uh, factory into. Uh, it, it has an amazing balcony and an area that yeah. would be great with a super high ceiling. And I can yeah. get you in there if you, if you, we could talk more later on that, but uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm always, you know, um, especially with <clears throat> the, you know, the only thing that prevented us from really going in those areas was just, you know, Louisville, we, we, uh, Louisville is the 49th largest television, uh, area broadcast area in, uh, in the country. And, huh. um, you know, we get like a, every Thursday, we get at least a half a share um, in the uh, Louisville market in the uh, surrounding area, which means that that's about 80,000 homes that we reach just in Louisville wow. alone. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, and we don't, we're on a lot of different and they're not major uh, broadcast cable networks, but they they are broadcast cable networks. They're not streaming networks uh, like my partner thinks. Um, you know, and they're about, honestly, we've, we reach, you know, like YTA is not a, a major network network, but it's a national network. And we're about in, you know, just YTA alone reaches about four, about 50 million homes across wow. the country, um, through broadcast and, uh, cable network. And, uh, you know, then we're on the action channel, next level sports, uh, RCN and Lily networks and, and with. I think it's the RCN network. Um, we're in Manhattan, in literally in Manhattan, and uh, and in Washington D.C. and Chicago, and you know, in major major metropolitan areas. And that's a broadcast and cable network as well. So, um, uh, but for us to reach like Cincinnati, the Cincinnati area, Dayton area, you know, we got to rely more on uh, Fight TV, um, which you know have access around the world with. Um, yeah. But because of the lack of awareness, you know, we've we've not really been able to really generate or build enough of an audience to where I felt like comfortable and confident that if we ventured northeast into that area, like in Newport or, you know, Cincinnati, that we would be able to, you know, uh, have a profitable show. So I could, a profitable live event. I could tell you just from our core people alone, I can almost guarantee you a sellout in Newport, especially yeah. there. I, yeah. You could do you could do fifty dollar tickets and it would sell out. Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's just the type of place that is. And the the, yeah. the, the swell for wrestling around here is mm -hmm. great. It's 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 a really good place for it. We travel all over. They could do it. a show on the levee, man. Yeah, outdoor right show. On the levee. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, might well, be a little we'd cold love for to. That and now, I, I, yeah, I'd really like to uh, explore. You know, coming that direction, and uh, because I'm always looking for you know, new venues and new locations and, you know, because that ultimately, I mean, that's, that's the whole purpose of, you know, putting your, your, you know, doing a wrestling TV show, which I always have this conversation with Vince Russo and we debate back and forth, you know, he's like, ah, it's a TV show. And I'm like, no, it's a commercial. It's literally, I produce a live two hour commercial every week, you know, to sell my product, which are the wrestlers themselves, you know, and it's not just, you know, to get, you know, as content for a network, it is literally to motivate an audience to want to come to the, you know, the Thompson factory and, you know, and uh, um, show up and, and, you know, experience it live, you know, so um, wrestling, the wrestling business is very much like the music business, you know, they put music on the radio to get you interested in the artist and their music. And then the, you know, the artist and there really doesn't sell the music or 
and, and make money until they go out on tour and they do right. the concerts. And that's where they, you know, and that, because you heard it on the radio, that's what drives you to do, go to the concert, which now drives your interest even more in the artist, which makes you want to listen to more of their music on the radio. And it same goes with wrestling. So, and you know, we saw it like, yeah, wrestling's fun to watch from home, but look at what happened during COVID. I mean, was wrestling really yeah. that fun to watch with no crowds with nobody yeah. cheering, you know, yeah. the whole purpose, like, and being there live, what an experience that was. I went to my first live wrestling show. I think yeah. it was like two and a half years ago. Like I've been a mm -hmm. fan my whole life, but went two and a half years ago, brought my daughter with me and mm -hmm. it was, I'm like, I can't believe I've been missing this my whole life. And yeah. after that, that promoted me to go to, Oh, is there local stuff around me? And we go to, you know, NWF and wrestling revolver up in Dayton and, uh -huh. you know, all over the place. Heck I've gone up to South Bend, Indiana to watch a warrior wrestling show. Like there, yeah it's all over the place and it's so much better in person in my opinion. Absolutely. I, you know, I don't think that quite honestly, there's anything that you can, you know, that's quite like, you know, being in at a wrestling event and getting that experience, you know, um, because I, I talk about in the uh, documentary about how everything we do is to work toward a moment, a moment mm -hmm. that it only gets, you know, you can only share it with that audience at that moment in that building in that time frame and you know you can be recorded and you know you can watch it back but it's never like it is at you know when you're there so you know yeah. the energy is is amazing the moments we've been there for live are ones that we will remember i mean i know these guys are already thinking of the same one i am up in dayton one of our uh good friends jake chris won the revolver world title and we were there for it and that was uh -huh. I watching it on fight would not have be, even been close to the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. It's pro um, wrestling, man. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's been yep. big, been paying off a lot for us lately too. We've been having a lot of fun with it and it's, uh, it's red loving wrestling and wrestling, loving us back, man. It's yeah. been pretty cool. good. Uh, I do got another question for you from Steve here. Uh, did yeah. the experience training prospective wrestlers on tough enough, help prepare you for training wrestlers at OVW? Uh, well, I had been, uh, prior to Tough Enough, I had had my own school in Lima, Ohio for years and, uh, you know, had trained a lot of guys that went on to have, you know, significant careers. D'Lo was one of my guys. You know, Scott Demore was there. Mickey Doyle broke him in, but, you know, I helped Scott. Um, you know, and then, uh, um, you know, Glenn Jacobs came, came there for a little bit. Um, Steve Austin stopped in for a while. And, uh, and then, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to Meanie, Blue Meanie, uh, Dan okay. Severin. Uh, I love Severin. Yeah a, lot, yeah, a lot of guys, you know, that went through there. So I had already, that was part of the reason why that was what got me the opportunity was because JR knew of my experience uh, okay. training people. And that was what got my, they, gave me the opportunity to be a part of tough enough at that time. So, okay. you know, that was, that was, and what a great experience that was, that was, you know, I was, that was probably now I'd say this and tough enough are probably the two things that I'm the most proud of, of doing for professional wrestling, you know, um, and both of them. Wrestlers is so good. I mean, I love tough enough too, but it, wrestlers is so organic it feels like you plucked it right out the garden you know what i mean it feels like it is well just... that's a testament to greg whitely you know and mm -hmm. and you know and 
uh, and a testament to everyone in OVW, all the wrestlers and the staff and everybody, because everybody had to kind of sit back and make a choice that they were going to, you know, open up and they were going to just let everything be seen. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of had a, you know, I was a little reticent about doing it because I'm a little bit of an older, you know, old style when it comes to the, you know, pulling the curtain back, but I had to trust Greg that, you know, he would do pull it back enough, but he didn't pull it back so far that he destroyed the magic of the, of the whole thing you're watching. Right. So, you know, I I always, the analogy I always use is that like wizard of Oz, you know, everything's colorful. It's magical. It's exciting. And then you pull the, Oh, we lost Al. Oh, we lost Al. Oh, there he is. There he is. Whoop, whoop. Can't hear you, Al. Can't hear you, Al. Hang on. There you go. How's that? There There we we go. go. We're back. Well, the Wizard of Oz, you know, everything's magic and colorful and exciting. And then you pull the curtain back at the end of the movie and you find there's a little old man just twisting knobs and pushing buttons and. Right. You know, and it's all it, and then it's back to black and white. You know what I mean? And uh, so I think Greg Whiteley did an amazing job and they pulled it back enough without without pulling it so far that it ruined it. And still a little, a little bit. Of, and then I think he actually, by doing what he did, he enhanced the magic of mm-hmm. what you watch. You know what I mean? I, see- I mean, you know. So for me, I, you know, seeing uh, kind of like I, like I referred to some of them, you know, uh, perspectives that, you know, weren't exposed to me before actually makes me appreciate, you know, some of the other people involved, your commentators and your like officials, because they play such a crucial match and the flow of things. Yeah, there's nobody bigger than the show. You know, it, it takes literally takes every single person uh, uh, on every level, you know, even WWE, there's there's nobody bigger than than the actual show, uh, you know, and, and it, you know, you can't have the, uh, main event without the opening match. You know, you can't, you can't have somebody win. If somebody's not willing to lose, you can't, you can't even get somebody to lose. If you know, you can't get somebody to win. If somebody's not willing to lose, you can't get somebody right. to lose. If somebody's not willing to win, I mean, you know, it all, it all, and it, it, it does take everybody and, and, uh, everybody's important. There's no, Nobody that's insignificant, you know, when it comes to putting on professional wrestling. That's why, you know, for years, you know, as far as the etiquette in the business, we've shake each other's hands, tell each other thank you, and show that gratitude and that appreciation because, you know, we we all live together, we all eat together, and we all starve together. So. Absolutely. So, um, got a uh, Dave here asking you to bring it to Chicago. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I, would, I would love to bring it to Chicago. I would. I would love to bring it to Chicago. Uh, Dave, Dave runs a, a pretty successful page on uh, Instagram, and uh, he he really just you know puts out different news and stuff like that. And uh, he was actually the one that uh, his claim to fame was. Uh, CM Punk was the only that was the only page he would comment on when he was. Mm out on hiatus and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we called Dave our, uh, CM punk whisperer, but, um, <laughs> he said he's, he's had, uh, wrestlers from OVW reach out to promote. So he was happy. He was able to do that. Good. So I got to ask before we, cause I know you said you only had a half hour. We yeah, technically already gone over that. Um, yeah. I got to ask before we get out of here. Um, 
Collar and Elbow reached out to me. I, I have a world record. I don't know if you know my gimmick, but uh, I don't know if this uh, was you yeah. personally that reached out to me, but if it was someone from Collar and Elbow, I got to say thank probably you. probably my partner, Rod. See, I, uh, I have a world record for going the most consecutive days wearing a different pro wrestling t-shirt design. All for oh. the love of pro wrestling, right? And today yeah, is yeah. actually day 632, and I'm wearing a Collar and Elbow shirt, so I figured, you know, yes. I just steal this clip right here that we're in yeah. right now and make that my official shirt video for the day. You know, it's a, a really there great, they have a lot of great designs and you can go check them out at collar elbow.com. They have everything on social media as well. And they have some yeah. really cool shirts on there. And if they use the code snowman, they can take 10% off. Even if we have a sale and say it's 30% off, you use the word use code snowman and you can take an additional 10% off of that. So, Boom. Awesome. And with that being said, I'll see my other wrestling t-shirt guy uh, friends uh, tomorrow with shirt 633. There you there go. You go. <laughs> now we can finish the interview. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, guys, well, guys, I can't thank you enough for giving me the time. And, you know, I'm sorry that I got to run, but I, I just got, I got other yeah. more interviews to do and you busy. More Get out of here. Promote the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we appreciate um, your well, time. You you do have uh, do you have a, a comedy show coming up? I keep hearing here. I do in Lima, Ohio. I've uh, got a, a stand up comedy show uh, October twenty eighth, uh, Lima, Ohio, at the convention center there downtown Lima, and uh, it's going to be awkward. My mom's going to be in the audience for the first time, and that's going to be uh, really a challenge. So, well, I'm going to be in the audience as well. So we'll see you yeah. there. We're awesome. uh, we're definitely making that trip. That'll be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. I, you know, I, I tell some wrestling stories and I also tell a bunch of jokes and stuff all too as well. So, well, as oh, we they love, have, we love jokes. Yes. We're all about the jokes. So, uh, well, thank you, Al, so much for coming on. I'll really. leave you with a joke real quick. Uh, okay. Last night I went, uh, you know, the CVS and I bought some condoms and the, uh, the uh, sales lady was like, do you need a bag for that? I go, no, I don't think she's that ugly. <laughs> all right there we go all right well thank, thank you. you so much for coming on uh as always we've been the dwo podcast i'm big rig eric maffey he is mr magnificent mike martin he is wrestling t-shirt guy cephas and he is the one and only al snow sir thank you so much thank um, you guys Check us out on all the socials at DWO underscore podcast, uh, Facebook at the DWO podcast, Pro Wrestling Tees, Tee Public, all that good stuff. Uh, and until next time, Top Dads, out. That's cool.